This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Yes, welcome back to Life Beats right here on Pulse 95. The dynamic duo are back. Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. I tell you what, you guys, we've missed you. Yes, it's been, it's been too long. It's been it, too long. Way it, too long. <laughs> it really has. Um, and you've come back uh, with a whole new topic for us today. Um, and it's all about, this is interesting. When you sent it to me, I was like, oh, okay. The broken diet. What are we talking about here? What does that even mean? So a broken diet is a diet with very bad habits. Mm. Uh, habits include undereating, overeating, very, very low fiber, unbalanced meals, too many liquid calories, which almost everyone is guilty of, uh, fast food at almost every meal. It's generally just a very, very bad diet that we choose to ignore, and that's a broken diet. That we choose to ignore, that's kind of key here, isn't it? That we just kind of, we go with whatever is is happening, we don't really plan what we're eating, um, and then it becomes uh, something that is really detrimental to our health. It's interesting because, um, and I sent you guys this, the, about the, uh, the study that was in The Lancet talking about the fact that there are some diets that will kill you faster than smoking and it sounds like this is exactly what we're talking about here for sure, for sure yeah <laughs> we said the same word <laughs> sorry um yeah definitely it's um it's a it's like you're not avoiding but you're neglecting the uh, the nutrients that nutrients nutrients nutrients. <laughs> nutrients that your body actually needs. So it's, rather than having the wholesome diet, you're having a diet of convenience. I mm. think so. Um, yeah, definitely, it's something that um, yeah we're going to be addressing today, and we're happy to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, let's kind of take a look at this uh, in terms of. Um, some of the things that I, I think people are, are guilty of, a lot of us are guilty of, is that the too many liquid calories, especially when you're talking about fizzy drinks, you're talking about juices, and even sometimes, you know, stuff that you think is healthy. For example, like, you know, juicing stuff a lot and just consuming that instead of, you know, going for something that is a whole food yeah. um, just because you're busy, just because you don't really have the time. That's the thing. It's, it's all down to that time management. And um, there's something that uh, we've been doing very recently, which is focusing heavily on making sure we dedicate time to cooking and actually having a very, very balanced meal. Because mm. when it comes down to those liquid calories, you're thinking, OK, I need to get, we're told, get your five a day in, which apparently should be 10 a day. And you're oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, they've changed it now. <laughs> Do you know, it was um, yeah, several months back. Oh, they they, they said Do you know five a day is not really enough. It should With, really be ten. Are we talking about five veggies or f- is veg that, and fruit? Is that fruit veg and fruit. Yeah. So it can be either. Either. Okay, because I get confused because sometimes it's like five veggies, five whatever. But now they're saying we need ten. It's like yeah, you need ten a day, and people are thinking, well, how am I how am I fitting ten a day? And like some people can only just about get a banana in at breakfast. Completely. Yeah. So. This is where people are like, okay, I'm going to blend it, I'm going to juice it, I'm going to make it a little bit sweeter with some apple juice, and I'm just going to drink it because it's meant to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, they're going to shops and buying actual um, juices that have such high sugar content, and they don't realise it because it says maybe an apple juice or orange juice. They say, oh, okay, it's a fruit, so I'm going to consume that. And generally, like I used to have... Um, 
an obsession with like tropical juice and orange juice and I would have a massive carton I would just keep drinking it drinking it drinking it and I didn't realize like how detrimental that was so when I started my journey I actually cut back on juice and I rarely um, drink juices now yeah oh that's a big one that is a big one and a lot of us are just addicted to the fizzy drinks and we you know we're in love with that got to get rid of that absolutely um but there are lots of effects of a uh, a broken diet so what kind of things are we talking about here so we're looking at well the obvious is overweight obesity mm. again something that we just don't click with you don't think about we see ourselves very important on this particular point when it comes to talking about being overweight because we see ourselves every single day it's very hard to notice when you are overweight and, and, you know, we're not talking just about stepping on the scales and saying, oh, I've, I've gained a kilo. It's hard to notice your changes when you're overweight or even when you're losing weight. So that's one of the symptoms of a bad diet. High blood pressure, uh, high cholesterol, heart disease, uh, diabetes type 2. Diabetes mm. has very much been linked, li- uh, sorry, linked, uh, diabetes type 2, to a very poor diet and bad lifestyle habits. Mm. You know, um, you know, without going like officially on record there are so many people that have been able to kind of reverse their type 2 diabetes or improve their life just by changing a few um changing their diet and changing exercise habits we do we do hear about that happening you know um people who say oh i don't need medication for my diabetes because they've got type 2 and um so and a lot of the time what you hear is that they're actually eating a lot more plant-based foods mm-hmm. and whole foods as well is that a big one 100 percent. in mm. fact it's, it's solely mainly where it comes from and uh the fasting process that mm, we talk about definitely and it's all about controlling your blood glucose levels so if you're eating more plant-based foods definitely you're not going to have um too many ins- insulin spikes because they're lower in calories and when it's broken down there's mm. less sugar in your system and it's easier for your body to process. Leaky gut. What on earth is that? <laughs> so that's that comes down to do with like a, it's, it's such a weird random term, but a lot of people don't realize that they suffer with it. Really? Um, yeah, because it's to do with the certain foods that you're eating that are inflaming the gut, that are causing uh, a lot of inflammation and stress in the, the gut area. That's um, that's quite bad for the gut bacteria. And it's not something. It's a bit similar to irritable bowel syndrome. It's not mm. something that you will um, identify or recognize. You know, if you need to go to the toilet, you just think, I need to go to the toilet. You never really put it down to something specific. Mm. Um, and that's that's also heavily influenced by diet. Um, same with depression. And that, that links us to the whole psychological effect that a poor diet has. You get into that state of depression, your motivation levels change. Your motivation levels change. You have extremely poor time management. If you have poor time management, how do you fix the diet? Exactly. It's all about that. And I want to kind of um, come to that a little bit later on to kind of uh, talk about this because uh, we were talking about this uh, topic uh, earlier um, with friends of ours and uh, um, uh, one woman, uh, Layla, she actually said, well, you know, I'm a mom. I do so much and I work. Um, There's so much to do. It is really difficult, you know, and, and she wants to know and we'll get to it. Uh, after this uh, she wants to know if you have tips on kind of mastering things like meal prep things like how how do you keep consistent we all start off well but we never end up well. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about that next on live feeds on pulse 95 this is pulse 95 you're listening to the life beats podcast 
Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Oh, I tell you what, I think we've just hit a nerve with this whole <laughs> broken diet thing. Look, okay, it is one thing to kind of say, you know, your diet is broken. Everybody knows what a broken diet looks like. The thing is, how do you fix a broken diet? Um, and we did have a question from Leila, who um, is a working mom. She's incredibly busy all the time. And she's just, she's really not sure, you know, in terms of, you know, how how is she supposed to kind of manage that? How is she supposed to um, not have a broken diet when you're so busy? Because as you guys have been saying, it all has to do with time management. Okay, so in terms of meal prep, she wants to know, and quite frankly, I want to know, how do you do it? Because we all start off with really good intentions. You start a new diet, you've got the shopping list, you go and buy everything, and then you just get overwhelmed with the number of ingredients you've just bought. For sure. And the fact that you've got to cook it all. So, where do we start with this? Uh, my my, my advice and my, my personal thing to go to is, is be boring with your food. Understand the food groups and get boring with it. If you try to meal prep four, five, six, seven different variations, it's going to be very, very difficult. And some food just doesn't keep as well. So um, your choices, it comes down to your choices. Um, but being very, very boring is my my biggest tip. Mm, and well, that's kind of how I cook it, to be honest. <laughs> I think I have about maybe three different dishes that I like to cook. But my favorite one is literally sweet potato, uh, chicken, like what's chicken breast yeah lean chicken breast uh spinach and then i'll put a dollop of like a dollop a slice of avocado on the side and then some spinach oh i said spinach already didn't i um but yeah and that's basically covering everything that you need so you've got your your starchy carbs you've got your protein and you've got your healthy fats and then you've got obviously the extras from the greens (laughs) I love that. It's a really good point because when you look at, um, you know, those meal plans that you can just deliver to your door, they're generally like that, aren't they? They are just basically the same structure. They might change up the protein or they might change up the veggies or whatever. And it's important to do that. So just kind of maintain the, the same structure of each meal. Definitely maintain. I think the first thing to address is is why you feel you need the meal plan. Okay. So let's start with the, the, the basics, which is the goal. Um, and before you even address that goal, we think it's very important that you mend or change your relationship with food. Mm. So I'm going to kind of scale it back. When we talk about a broken diet, I want people to really visualize what that broken diet looked like. It looks like you eating food, separate food groups at separate times. Mm-hmm. So for example... I'm going to use snacking, for example. Let's say you snack on on popcorn, sweet popcorn. Are you getting all of the macronutrients? No. So you're never going to be fully satisfied. Let's say you're snacking on just nuts. Again, are you getting all of the macronutrients? No. So the biggest thing you need to focus on just before you go into the meal prep stage is bringing all of those food groups together. I want you to think um, that every food group has the right. Let's, let's, Let's give food rights. Every food group has the right to be on your plate at the same time. Okay. Interesting. Because if we think of it like that, you're going to be nutritionally satisfied. You're going to have nutrient-dense foods. You've got every single food group on your plate. You're less likely to snack. And then you're really able to pay attention to your body and listen to your body. Mm. Am I still hungry? What did the food actually taste like? You know what? That meal was great. You know, And, and that's what you're looking for. And then it goes in the playlist that you have of food. That, see, I love that. A hundred percent. There's your playlist and how the meal prep can begin. And then it gets easier because it's like, okay, I, I mean, 
I think we can all manage maybe like five different things that you kind of come back to time and time again um, and then maybe change up um, the veggies or whatever it is that's in it, the carbs, just use something different each time maybe. Um, but what's the ratio? So like you said, everything's got a right to be on your plate. What's the ratio of, of the different food groups on the plate? That that depends. Okay, so we, we try to say keep everything balanced, but that depends on your body type as well. So mm. if, when it comes down to people that are focusing on, um, let's say, weight loss as a goal or weight gain, you have to try and identify your body type. Now, there's a system out there called the somatotype system. Um, what that is, is we categorize you under three umbrellas. That would be endomorph. So your body is, uh, you're mainly round, you're, you're, you're solidly built. Um, ectomorph, you'd have narrow shoulders compared to your hips. It's usually tall, slim, long limb, long limb people. Yeah. And then mesomorph is which they, you know, you've got a balance between both. You kind of have that kind of superhero physique or superhero size, uh, broad shoulders, usually a, you know, you're in balanced proportion. It's a mix of basically both and... Uh, Generally and bulky. Gen no, it would be Not more too bulky. athletic. Athletic, yeah. okay, yeah. right. Um, but based on those, so you would look at an ectomorph, for example, um, and, and they would require more carbohydrates. So you'd look at maybe your plate being 55% carbs. Yeah. Uh, protein would be sitting somewhere around about the 35% range and the rest mm -hmm. would be fat, so lower fat. Mm -hmm. um, with a mesomorph, it's very balanced. You're looking at 40% um, coming from carbs, 30% protein, 30% fat. And then with uh, an endomorph, you're looking at lower carbohydrates, sitting around about the 25% range on the carbs. Uh, you want higher fat, so 35% and upwards, and then you want high protein as well mm -hmm. so that's the ratio that we're looking at when it comes to those particular body types and there's so many tests you can do online to figure out what your somatotype is um, and what you identify with that will help in terms of um, the food groups if anyone's got a pen and anyone's listening they can they can take this down now try to pick five of your favorite foods from each group so uh, let's, let's start with starchy carbs pick one favorite food from starchy carbs I like brown rice. Okay, brown rice. Sally, if you pick one from a starchy carb. <laughs> you know what I'm going to go for? Potatoes. There you go, potatoes. I'm going to join you. I'm going to say sweet potatoes. You see, that's free already. Okay. Those are your bases. So now we move on to, let's say, the vegetables, the fiber. This is what we're looking for. So count fiber. Sorry, vegetables is a carbohydrate, mm -hmm. but let's focus on the fiber side. Okay. So, okay, pick a vegetable that's, that, you know, is one of your favorite. I like spinach. <laughs> spinach. <laughs> Peas. Peas. Right, I'm going to go with, let's say, cabbage. So now we've got three. Yep. If we move on to go and talk about protein, pick a protein really quickly, one of your faves. Chicken. Salmon. And I'm going to go with beef. Uh, if there's any vegetarians out there, you've got tofu, you've got certain beans that you can have. This is fun. This is a game. Yeah, really I'm going to do this with my kids. <laughs> and I think this is what, like, <laughs> something just came to me. I think we're going to do, like, this thing. I'm going to get a piece of cardboard. I'm going to make a spinning wheel on it with all the different food groups and then they can spin it and that's choose something that's awesome. for kids. That's actually quite a cool idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, really cool. It's like, you choose your food, go, and yeah. they play. Like, they have fun. Oh, I made this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually so cool. Eventually, everyone's going to want to get the food that they want. So, like, no, stop yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be the cheat. It goes that. on that way. Yeah, but exactly. I mean, if you just do it like that. It's so much easier than you yeah. think. But we, we, we try too hard to make it a process and then, I spoke to someone, one of my clients, um, the other day, and what made her upset was that there's too much information out there. She doesn't know what to listen to. Mm -hmm. And it's not just personal trainers anymore. We're now talking dietitians. There are dietitians that are now going against, let's say, um, food intolerance tests. Not saying that the intolerance tests are accurate, but 
what do you do if you've got an intolerance test and a dietitian says, oh, those tests, you can have everything on there and just process of elimination. You still get confused. Right, right, exactly, 100%. It just, just feels completely overwhelming. Yeah, so that's uh, that's something that you need to, to personally address. So I would always suggest go back to putting everything on the plate, eat it, see how you feel, and then do a process of elimination. Mm -hmm. And that's your best starting point um, before you go into things like meal prep. Okay. All right. I love it. This is exactly uh, what we're going to do. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about how do we change our relationship with food? That is a great one. That is a key one. That's all coming up here on Life Beats with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Yes, we are uh, talking how to fix a broken diet. It's a really interesting conversation that we've been having here with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. Mike and Viv are here and, and uh, questions are coming in for you guys. Uh, it's interesting. We were talking about the, the wheel of food just a little <laughs> bit before that I sort of invented. It's kind of cool. I'm going to have to put this together for the kids um, to get them excited about eating different things. But, to, you know, even us adults, we need a little bit of excitement. Yes. We're trying to keep it boring. Keep it simple, stupid seems to be the, the way to go if you're trying to, you know, meal plan and, and prep so that you have what you need in your nutrients, in your diet. Um, but I love what you're saying here, um, you guys, about changing your relationship with food. What does that mean? <laughs> this sounds deep and meaningful. Basically, it's uh, changing the way you think about food and um, and what it actually means to you and what you're going to get from it rather than just eating it for the sake of eating it or you're bored and you, you know, you're just going to snack on something just to fill that space. Um, so when you look at the food, you should look at it as something that's going to nourish your body, uh, something that's going to yeah, take care of you, build you up, build up your immune system and make sure that you're actually fit and healthy for life. And doing that, you just have to look at the different food types and just take a balance of each of those. Mm -hmm. I think um, also it comes down to asking that question, how does food taste? And I, and I did ask it when, when, you know, when we were off, I said, well, what does rice taste like? And um, I was like, it tastes like rice. <laughs> I can't describe the taste of rice. You see, and this is it. Like, <laughs> most of us can't describe the, the, the taste of food. I mean, you may be able to describe the texture. That's fine. Depends on how we cook it. Even then, that's connecting with the food. So that's really, really good. But can anyone try and answer that question? How does taste, sorry, how does my food taste? You know, how does my meal taste? Without saying words like nice or, or you know. Okay. Well, mm. rice tastes plain. It's a canvas for other food because we <laughs> always have it with something else. Um, but then it gets you really thinking. You have to really taste the food and think about it, don't you? 100%. So that's a challenge for everybody out there listening today. Whatever meal you have, try and describe how it tastes. Like really actively try especially, whilst eating. Especially if it's something that you, like is a staple in your diet that you've grown up with that you completely take for granted. Yeah. That's a whole new appreciation for food yeah, there, for Mike. Sure, 100%. For sure. And when you're eating it as well, make sure to chew it. Um, not take five, six bites or ten bites. Try and chew it as much as possible. Uh, really break it down and then you'll definitely get the flavours. But also it helps with the digestive process of the food. So you'll find that it actually will digest quicker. You know, as, as, as you're saying that about chew it, I can almost hear the masses screaming, 
Who has time for that? <laughs> like, like, but that's a natural response, and that's proof. That's proof that right there, you've got to disconnect that whole time and food yeah. and just focus on the actual food. Because that's a lot of us. Um, if we're going to be really honest, we're eating on the go. Yes. I'm usually eating lunch while I'm working. I'm never eating lunch, eating lunch, or sitting down and just eating. I'm always working when I'm eating lunch because I know after that I've got to go pick up the kids from school. Yep. I've got a million other things that I've got to do. I don't think I've ever eaten lunch just like that, unless I'm on holiday. You know, and you often notice, okay, this happens to me a lot. If I'm on holiday, for example, I actually eat better. So forget, okay, the fact that you have access to, you know, some junk foods and things like that. You genuinely eat better. You get full meals. You're having, like, this time for you to eat absolutely everything. Yeah. And kind of going back to what you, you just mentioned, in terms of eating on the go, if you're eating on the go, there's a very slim chance that you're going to be able to have all of those food groups together. Um, so you're, focus- you're going to have to try and think about when you're eating because mm. there's no need to necessarily eat on the go. You, we've just inbuilt it that, okay, 12 or 1 p.m. Is, is lunchtime. Let me go and get the lunch. Yeah. Are you actually hungry at 1 or sorry, at 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock? And if you're not, maybe you don't need to eat at that particular time and there's a bit of time later uh, to be eating. So that's another thing to consider. Are you actually hungry or are you eating because the clock says it's lunchtime? Yeah, mm. yeah. We've actually um, got another question that's come in. Um, this time, this one is from Badr, uh, and he is asking about controlling cravings. He's saying, um, this all sounds really good about planning your meals, but how do you control cravings? Okay, so, uh, hi, Badr. Um, in regards to controlling cravings, it, again, it comes down to eating everything at once. Mm. And I was just saying off air, when we started doing that, like, the cravings that we had pretty much disappeared. You see, if you're getting all of the right nutrients, you're not likely to have sweet cravings or savory cravings because you've eaten everything at the time you're supposed to have it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the best ways to control those cravings mm. and to get rid of snacking. Give yourself that variety. Definitely. Yeah. I always find for me what really helps as well is if I exercise. So it's like you're resetting your body. So you exercise, you sweat, you get rid of all the excess glucose in your body and then you eat like a whole, whole meal and then your body just absorbs it all 100%. it's perfect like it's perfect timing yeah exercise does make you feel better when you're eating after that as well because you, you've already done one really great thing for your body and then it's just like it's that's how you build the momentum isn't it mm. yeah yeah oh i love that yeah. amazing um let's talk a little bit more in, in terms of um you know if you are somebody who uh, has different goals for this kind of thing how do you maintain it and just um, get really consistent about it every day in terms of, you know, whether you're trying to lose weight or, you know, whether whether you're trying to build muscle. Consistency. How do you keep the consistency up? I think that with consistency, you definitely have to know why you're doing it. Mm. And it can't be outside forces. It has to be something that it drives you from inside. Um, because it's if somebody else is telling you to do it and you don't want to do it, you're not going to yes. do it. You might do it to a, a certain degree, but then you're not going to do it properly. And then when they're not looking, you're just going to go and do whatever you want to do. Because we were talking about this with kids as well. This is a big one. Um, because what happens is um, at school, uh, you know, you're trying to pack really healthy lunches for your kids. And then they go to school and they see all of their other friends. They've got, uh, you know, chips at school. They've got chocolates. Even though the school sends out newsletters going, please send healthy packed lunches. Not everybody adheres to that. 
and then either they go and steal the food from their friends or they get given it um <laughs> or you know they just keep nagging you saying oh mom but you know my friends are getting it so what would you what, what can we do in that kind of a, a situation um with regards to that again it's going to come down to the amount of time that um, the parent has when it comes to prepping mm. their, their child's food yeah. but what my mum used to do many many years ago is she would either whether it was sandwiches that she'd made us or whatever the packed lunch was she would try and make it creative yeah. so that it looks like the cool thing to have because we were exactly the same. I'd see a chocolate bar and I would want to trade. Like, yes. I, I, <laughs> I would want to trade. And sometimes I'd be trading. I don't even know what I'm trading. Like an apple for a chocolate bar. I'd have to use some sales skills as a kid. You know, listen, this apple is the, <laughs> the best apple. There's some good sales skills if you can trade an apple for a chocolate bar. Man, I tell you what. But it comes down to the, the creativity with the food. Yeah. So it could also help to cook with your child or um, just do little interesting things, maybe on the weekend, because if you're able to create something that's really tasty, let's say a healthy cookie that the children love. Love that. And then yeah. you pack it, you know, to go to school. If they're not thinking about, you know, what their friend has, they're, they're like, oh, this is that cookie. I, I like this. This is that cookie yeah. I like. And, yeah, and I made it. it. Yeah. yeah. So like making the healthier alternative of it. You can yeah. make like sweet potato brownies or yeah. you can make those uh, cookies or even muffins. And so are you guys fans of that kind of thing? You know, the sneaky, sneaking in veggies in, in places like muffins and, and brownies. Is that... If is that advisable? Well. Yeah, yeah, no. If it, it tastes good. <laughs> no. You know, they put um, avocados in and all kinds of stuff in, into things like that. Definitely, it, it's better than actually having the muffin or the cookie because when once you eat it, it's broken down differently in the body and it's more efficient. And then you're going to be getting the nutrients that your body actually needs rather than filling yourself up with empty calories. And then you're going to be craving for more. 100%. Mm, love it, love it, love it. We're just about out of time, but we can't go without asking you about your fact of the day. Do you have a fact of the day? My fact of the day is not in this particular book. But it's go missing. on. Uh, but I'm going to give an advice okay. of the day. So today's advice, today's tip is to bring out your phone, open notes and write down five foods that you like from each food group. This is the most, this is the best advice I can give anyone today. It's write down five foods that you like from each food group and in order of what you like best. So if potatoes is number one, potatoes is number one. If cabbage is, you know, number five, then cabbage is number five. But get that done. And I promise you, your relationship with food is going to change. You'll eat better, you'll feel happier, and you're on that right step, the right journey towards losing the weight or building that muscle, whatever it is that you want. The wheel of food fun. That's going to be interesting. The wheel of food. <laughs> I love it, you guys. Mike and Viv, what an absolute pleasure. Always super, super fun to have you guys in. Amazing. And so much, so much amazing information for all of us. We will see you back again next time. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.